Are you thankful for the love of Jesus today? You know where true freedom comes from? Where true freedom comes from is Jesus Christ. The Bible says who the Son sets free is free, free, free forever. And if you're tapped in to the life of Christ, freedom is yours this morning. It doesn't matter how you walked in this place. Maybe you feel like you're bound by sin. Maybe you feel like you're bound by lust and the desires of your flesh. Man, you're like, man, the things that I don't want to do, I find myself doing them over and over, and I said I'd never do it again, and here I am, am in this place again. I need freedom today. Maybe you feel like you're bound with sickness and disease. You can't get a break. It seems like one thing after another, one diagnosis after another, maybe financially. Maybe you feel like, man, I was just getting ahead and the tire blew out of my car. You know, I was just getting ahead and, and this bill came in from, you know, three years ago that I forgot that I even had and the interest is outrageous now. How am I ever going to afford it? Can I tell you, Jesus Christ came to free you, not just from sin, but from poverty, from sickness, from disease, from oppression, from dysfunction, from every evil thing that you face in your life. Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. And because he wins, we win. He has freed you this morning. Today, we're not just going to celebrate the freedoms that we have in this nation, although we are. I dare you to celebrate the freedom you have in Christ. Because, you know, in life, there's some things we just don't agree with. And sometimes if I don't agree with it, then I ain't celebrating it. But can I tell you, we're celebrating something greater than being an American. We're celebrating freedom in Christ Jesus. So I encourage you today, go about your day celebrating that. Now, we're not talking about that today, although we could. That was just for free. Just gave that to you. You can swallow it. Chew it up, swallow it, may it bless you. We're talking about sun and stars, believing the impossible. Where are you in that? Are you believing for the impossible to be made possible in your life today? Are you looking at the sand and the stars? Are you looking at the word of God to remind you that he's more powerful than any opposition and any impossibility that's going on in your life. You know, over the, the last few weeks, we've been talking about sand and stars. We've been talking about how God showed up to Abram and he made him a promise. Seemed impossible. Man, so impossible to have a son when you're old and your wife is barren. It just doesn't look like it's going to happen. How God made Abram that promise and how Abram started on this journey to receive his promise. And along the way, you know, distractions came. We heard over the last few weeks how every opportunity isn't a leading from God. Just because it's an opportunity doesn't mean it's a yes opportunity from God. We've also learned that, that uh, every idea, every good idea is not a God idea. Just because it's a good idea doesn't make it a God idea. So we're not supposed to be led by good ideas. We're not supposed to be led by opportunities. So what are we supposed to be led by? That's what we're going to talk about today. If I'm, not just gonna, if I'm not supposed to be led by opportunities, 
every opportunity that comes my way, and I'm not supposed to be led by every good idea that comes my way, then what is it that I'm supposed to be led by? Because I know that God has a plan and a promise that he's given to me. I know he wants to fulfill that in my life. I also know I have a part to play. I have to position myself to receive that promise. How do I do that? We're going to talk about that today. Father, we thank you today for your word that's truth. God, we open up our hearts. We're here right now. God, I know all the celebrations that are going to go on today, and we're really looking forward to that. But I believe, God, that you have something important for us to learn in this very moment. Holy Spirit, we open up our hearts to you. God, we declare that we are good soil for the seed of the word to grow in today. God, I ask that every distraction be removed. God, every stomach not to growl, because that's a distraction. Every phone to be silent. God, we give you thanks for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all ready to learn something today? Yeah. You know, what I get to talk about today, I know uh, last week, Prophet Andrew, my son-in-law, he's a prophet, or I don't know. My husband says that when he, when, when Andrew Nava, my son-in-law, asks me to do something, I'm quick to say yes, because he's my favorite son-in-law. My only one, but still my favorite one. And when my husband asks me to do something, because I'm his wife, I, you know, I kind of like say no, you know, like I don't want to, or I make up excuses. And so I think he had Andrew slip this in last Sunday. Oh, Pastor Sheree's going to be sleeping, speaking next week. So that way I would say yes. But I got to say, I am excited to be speaking to you today because I get to talk about my most favorite thing that has changed my life in ways I cannot even explain to you and has made my life what it is today and is getting me where I need to go. In Romans chapter 8, verse number 14, if I'm not led by good ideas and opportunity, then what are we supposed to be led by? Romans chapter 8, 14, it says, but for those who are led by the Spirit of God, those that are led by the Spirit of God, those are the children of God. Now, if you were to look back at Abram's life all through the journey, Abram had moments or encounters with God. God would show up in different forms, you know, as a man speaking one time, and then, I don't know exactly, maybe a voice from heaven. I don't know exactly how God showed up every time to speak to, to Abram, but God would show up specifically in certain moments and give him instruction. Um, but this is the powerful thing. Because of Jesus Christ, we can live being led by God every moment of the day. I don't have to wait until Sundays to hear from God. I don't have to wait for specific seasons and specific times of the year to hear from God. Because of the Spirit of God and the Word of God, I can hear from God every moment of the day. We can be led by God on our journey from the promise to the fulfillment of the promise every single moment of the day. Now, as believers, we're not to be led by our feelings, by our emotions, by opportunity. We're not to be led by good ideas. I don't have to be led by my friends' opinions or, or current trends or what's popular. I don't have to be led by the current economic state, the news. 
I don't have to be led by medical science. I don't have to be led by what makes sense. The Bible says that as children of God, we're to be led by the Spirit of God alone. The trouble is, though, we're so used to being led by what we feel and by what we think that we don't even know what the Spirit of God sounds like. Now, if you've been to Celebration Church very long or you're a student of the Word of God, you know that as human beings we're made up of three parts. We are a spirit. That's who you are on the inside. That's who's looking at me uh, through your eyes today. That's who you are, the spirit. You are a spirit. You have a body so you can live on this earth. If we didn't have this body, our spirit would be somewhere in heaven or hell, depending on what you decided to do with Jesus. All right? So you have a choice to make, right? We are a spirit. We have a, a flesh body that we live in. We also have a soul, which is your, your thoughts, your, your reasonings, your will, your emotions. All three of those things, your flesh, your spirit, and your soul, your body, your spirit, your mind, they all three have a voice. They all three are trying to lead you. Have you ever been in a, in a car with three people trying to give you directions at the same time? Frustrating, right? You're ready to slam on your brakes, park the car, and say, I ain't driving, right? Or tell them all to shut up, I'm in charge. Whichever, one, whichever kind of person, you are. But when there's three people trying to give instruction, it's extremely frustrating. And you will get nowhere unless one person takes charge. Now, we're so used to letting our flesh take charge. We're so used to letting our mind, our soul, our will, our reasoning take charge that sometimes it's a little bit more challenging to determine what is the voice of the spirit because the spirit voice is the most quiet voice. Your flesh has to be still. Your mind has to be still in order to hear the spirit of God on the inside of you. So you have three voices and they all want to lead. Your body, the voice of your body is, is your senses, what it feels, what it tastes, what it sees. The voice of your soul is your reasoning. When you're led by fear, you're being led by your soul. When you're reasoning everything out, trying to make it all make sense, you're being led by your soul. It's the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. When you, d d when you train your spirit according to the Word of God, the voice of your conscience, then, is your spirit's voice. We're going to talk a little bit about that because it's only, the, uh, only one thing can lead you towards the sand and stars, and that's being led by the Spirit of God on the inside of you. You know, Jesus was having a conversation with his disciples before he was getting ready uh, to be crucified, and he was trying to talk to them about things they really didn't want to talk about, right? Have you ever been sitting with maybe family members, and they want to start talking about their life insurance plan? You know, I was with my mom not too long ago, and she goes, oh, yeah, by the way, sis, if you ever need to look at my life insurance plan, it's in this drawer, this drawer, this drawer, you know, and she's trying to, and I'm thinking, I don't really want to talk about that. 
I don't want to think of my parents not being here forever, right? There's certain things in life you just don't really want to talk about. Well, Jesus is having this kind of conversation with his disciples. He's saying, hey, I'm getting ready to go away. I'm getting ready to be crucified. And they're like, we really don't want to talk about that right now, right? But he's needing them to know some things before he goes. John chapter 14, verse number 15. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. He says, I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to give you another comforting counselor like me, the spirit of truth, to be with you forever. Verse number 17. He is the Holy Spirit who will lead you into all truth. He says, the world doesn't, can't receive him because he, uh, it isn't looking for him, doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now, and later he's going to be in you. John 14, 26 says this, The Helper, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. Make you remember that all that I have told you. He says in verse number 7 of John 16, he says, What I'm saying is true. He says, My going is good for you. My going is for your good. If I don't go away, the Holy Spirit won't come to you. But if I do go, I'll send him to you. Jesus is saying, guys, stop freaking out because it's important that I go. It's to your advantage, another translation says, uh, that I go. It's better for you if I go. At that current time, Jesus could only be at one place at one time. He was there with his disciples, and he was leading them. He was determining what they were going to do that day. They were following him around, watching him do amazing miracles. What he's saying is, if I go, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, who, who is not going to be at one place at one time. He's going to be living with every single one of you and will be inside every single one of you. It's to your advantage. It says in John 16, 13, it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to guide you into the full truth. He won't speak on his own. He'll speak what he hears, and he'll tell you about things to come. Everything that Jesus did here on this earth, he didn't do as God. He did as man empowered by the Holy Spirit. Everything Jesus did here on this earth he did as a man empowered by the Holy Spirit. Acts 10, 38 tells us this. It says, you know that God anointed Jesus from Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. It says, Jesus went everywhere and did good things, healing everyone who was under the devil's power. Jesus did these things because God was with him, or the Spirit of God was in him. So Jesus was communicating to his disciples that as the Holy Spirit had led him and empowered him on this earth, that the Holy Spirit was now going to be empowering them and leading them on this earth. See, that's good news because you don't have to live the way the world lives. This is a powerful thing, powerful thing because as believers in Christ Jesus, as soon as we receive Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit moves in on the inside of us. The Spirit of God, as believers in Christ Jesus, lives in you. So I want, it's nothing freaky. It's a good thing. Because you are a spirit being. You are being led by something, someone. There's only two forces here. I'm thinking Jesus is the better one, right? 
Say this, say, the Holy Spirit lives in me. Say this again, God lives in me. See, if we walk around with an awareness that God lives within us, we will stand with our shoulders back, our head up, not being intimidated by anything that the enemy throws at us. Why? Because God lives in you. Why does the enemy have to flee from you when you resist him? It's not you. It's the God in you. Satan's not afraid of you, the flesh you. Oh, but he's terrified of the Jesus, the spirit of life that lives on the inside of you. If we walked with a greater awareness of who lives on the inside of us, there are decisions we would and would not make. There are things we would say and would not say. I don't know how many people are in my presence sometimes, and, and they'll, you know, be cussing up a storm until they find out I'm a pastor, and then they tell me how many times they go to church all the time, and, or how they've missed church and they need to get back in, right? And I'm thinking, okay, I'm Sheree Hand. Granted, the Spirit of God lives in me. I'm Sheree Hand. You need to be concerned about who really is hearing and who really is watching. It's not like you can take a time out and go, okay, God, can you close your eyes a second? I'm going to go over here and I'm going to. God is with you. God sees more than you think. So as soon as we receive Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit moves in. Can I tell you, Abraham would love to be you. I know right now we're like, oh, I'd love to be one of those men of God. Really, would you? Listen, can I tell you, Abraham would love to be you. The ability to hear God and walk in his purpose and plan every day, not to second guess his decisions because he has the spirit of life living on the inside of him, that he always have the spirit's counsel, that he doesn't have to wait for it to show up. Abraham would love to be you. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 3.16. It says, don't you know that you are God's temple and God's spirit lives in you? God's spirit lives in you. This is such a huge advantage. If we really realized who it was that lived on the inside of us, the Bible says that the same spirit who raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you and is giving life to every cell and fiber of your body. Why do I know so surely that your physical body has to line up with what the Word of God says? Because the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you and is doing his best, man, to bring adjustments to your physical body, to clean your blood, to, to clear out your blood vessels, to, to bring uh, sanity back into your mind, to readjust your spine, to bring your hips back in order, to restore the tendons and the ligaments. The Spirit of God is doing his best trying to live on the inside of you, bringing life to you. Let's yield to that and not fight against that. You know how you fight against that? Man, my back is achy and sore. I sure feel like I'm not going to be able to walk very soon. I'm going to have to get me. We do it with our words, but that's not the message today anyways. The Spirit of God now lives on the inside of you, and he has the ability to give wisdom and direction to your life. The same one that brought wisdom to Jesus lives on the inside of us. See, some of y'all thinking, man, I don't have the right education to ever hit the sand and stars that God has in front of me. There's just no way. I just don't see that happening. I just don't have any way to make that kind of money that it's going to take 
for those dreams and passions that God has put in my heart. I just don't have the smarts. I, I should have educated myself better. I should have learned more. You have the spirit of wisdom living on the inside of you. The Bible says in Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, 54, that Jesus came to his own hometown. He began teaching them in their synagogues. It says they were astonished. They said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mir miraculous powers? Where did he get his wisdom? There's a spirit of wisdom on the inside of you that when you open your mouth and start tapping into the spirit of God on the inside of you, when you open your mouth and start talking, people will stop and go, what? Where did you learn that? How do you know that? Listen, there's wisdom on the inside of you. We now have the ability to be led by the Spirit of God and not to live our life by default. When God makes a promise, God also has a plan to accomplish the promise. I'm going to say that again. When God makes a promise, God also has a plan to accomplish that promise. If I'm going to walk, truly walk in God's plan, and I'm going to see the sand and the stars show up in my life. I've got to yield to God's plan and not try to live by my own. We have to yield to God's plan. What is God's plan? Well, first and foremost, his word is his plan. Well, I want to know God's plan. Have you opened this this week? Uh, no, but I Googled a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I really want to, listen, listen, this is God's plan. Y'all can live your life in a dysfunctional state and blame everybody else around you. Or you can grab the plan of God, you can open it up, no matter who you are, no matter where you were born, no matter how old you are, no matter what education you have, the word of God, the wisdom of God, the plan of God, it's right here, the spirit of God will lead you in line with the word of God. Psalms 119.105 says, by your words, by your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. Psalms 119.11 says, I keep your word close in my heart. Why? So that I won't sin against you. Sometimes we think sin is, you know, all these horrible things. Sin is just missing God's plan, missing God's mark, that God wants you here, but you're here. God wanted you to go left, but for whatever reason, you went right. It's just missing God's mark. He says, I keep the plan of God in my heart so I won't sin or miss God's plan or opportunities or the sand and stars God has for me. The word of God. You will not succeed in life as a believer apart from this. There is no other way. I say that again. There is no other way. If you can ever open this word and let it direct your life, you don't ever have to have another bad day. Yeah, but I live in this world. Trouble will come. Yeah, persecution will come. Jesus promised that. Don't forget, he's also promised that in the middle of that persecution, you overcome because he's overcome. <laughs> Psalms 19.7 says, the teachings of the Lord are perfect. Listen to this. They give new strength. The rules of the Lord can be trusted. They make plain people 
I am a plain people. I am thankful for this word because the word of God can make plain people wise. Sometimes it just amazes me. You know, when I, you can preach a message. I know me. I know some of y'all out there, you look so confident. You look like you got it all together. And when you open your mouth, it's just like wisdom flows out. Can I tell you that ain't me? I just a plain person. It's the word of God that somehow, some way has made this plain person walk in a little bit of wisdom. I ain't there yet, but I'm going to continue to put the word of God in. Why? Because I need wisdom in my life. Did you know it don't matter how plain you are, the word of God can transform you as a plain person into a wise person. It don't matter who called you stupid. don't matter who said you won't succeed. It doesn't matter who thinks you're ignorant and don't know nothing. Who looks down on you because they're so superior. God can give you wisdom through the word of God. You know, it's the enemy's job to keep you distracted, distracted off of God's plan. The enemy does not want you to see God correctly. He'd like to make the sky dark with no stars. He'd like to make the ground barren with no sand, but he can't. He wants to keep you from seeing God as good. He wants you to keep you from, to keep you from seeing that God has a good plan for your life, that he doesn't want you to live average. He wants, the enemy wants to keep you distracted any way that he can off of the plan of God. He doesn't want you to stay focused on the sand and stars. In fact, the enemy is banking on you getting distracted, frustrated, impatient, unbelieving. He's banking on you taking matters into your own hands. He'd love for you to make rash decisions based on anything but God's spirit, and then shame you for it when you do, right? How many decisions we've made just because they just seem like a good decision, right? Opportunities that have been shown up, and we step into those opportunities only to go, oh, Lord, that is not the right opportunity, and the devil sits on your shoulder shaming you for it. He provides the opportunity, and he provides the shame to go along with it. Just think about this last year. Huge enemy distractions. Huge enemy distractions. The temptation or the distraction is to be led by the news, to be led by fear of the unknown and the known, to be led by images we were seeing in front of us, my flesh and emotions. Maybe your flesh and emotions also wanted to lead you by fear, to expect by fear. You know, during that whole thing and every single day, I have to on purpose every single day, not just because of the season I was in, but because of today, every day. I have to get up and make a decision that today I will be led by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God alone. Now, I can only be led by the word of God, if I'm in the word of God, I can't be led by something I have no knowledge of. And that's some of the issue. We can't be led by something we have no knowledge of. That's why it's so important. If you want a great place to start, start with our Bible reading program. We give it to you. We get, trust me, it's a big book. There is a lot of words in there. A lot of promises, a lot of places you can start. 
But we at Celebration Church make it easy for you. We give you a chapter a day, a place to start. And then we give you a devotion in the mornings to go along with it, to kind of help you make sense of it, to apply it to your life, because that's very important. But you can't walk according to the word of God if you don't know the word of God. I had to let, you know, the, when Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would come, he said the Holy Spirit would remind you of things. I had to let the Holy Spirit start reminding me when I was seeing all these other things, when I was tempted to be distracted by all these other things, I had to tap down on the inside and let the Holy Spirit remind me what the Word of God said. But if I want the Word of God, if I want the Holy Spirit to be able to do His job and to remind me of the Word of God, I've got to give Him something to work with. If I don't give the Holy Spirit something to work with, what can He remind me of? He's trying. He's trying to remind you of what the Word of God said. Have you ever been in a place throughout the week, you hear a message on Sunday, and you, you hear it after service, people might come up and go, hey, what was the message about? And you're like, it was really good, but uh, uh, just don't know. And you have to really think hard about it, unless you took notes, right? Uh, hold on a second. Uh, I know it was good. I know it was Abraham, about a star in sand, something like that. Something about him, his wife giving him his mistress, I don't know. There was something about that involved, right? But it's amazing how during the week a struggle will happen or, or, or you're in need of something. And up out of the inside of you, the Holy Spirit will remind you of the exact word that was spoken. And it brings change and it pivots you in that exact moment. Why? Because you came to church. You allowed the word of God to be sown in your life. And it gave the Holy Spirit something to remind you of. That's a powerful thing right there. Now, there are some things that the Word of God is very clear about. You can open the Word. It's very clear. The Word of God wants you to prosper, wants you to walk healthy, wants you to love people no matter what. There's a lot of things in this Word that are specific and we're 100% sure of. But there are other things that uh, are not specifically in the Word. What car to buy? Uh, doesn't say anything about the Kia or the Jag. I don't know. Right? I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell me. Should I buy the Kia? Should I buy the Jag? Should I buy a brand new? Should I buy used? I don't know. Depends on who, what other influences I have in my life, right? Doesn't tell you how many kids you should have. Nope. Doesn't tell you uh, if you should send your kids to public school or private school. It doesn't actually say that in there. Does it say who you should marry? Does it say what job you should say yes to and what job you should say no to? Doesn't tell you what you should eat specifically? Whether you should go to Taco Bell or In-N-Out? I mean, I could tell you. <laughs> Common sense. Good sense will tell you. <clears throat> who you should allow in your friend circle? Whether you should fly or you should drive this time? What route home you should take? The house you should buy? Right? There's some things that the Word of God doesn't specifically tell you. Is that really important? Well, it's important if it's important. Right? It's important if it's important. This is where we're to be led by His Spirit on the inside of us. Remember, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. He's trying to talk to you, trying to lead you. Do you think He really cares if I go to Taco Bell or In N Out? He does if there's an E. coli breakout in one of those places. Right? 
Does he really care what way I go home? He does if there's an accident there or a fire there. Right? Does he really care if I, what I do? Does he really care about what clothes I wear? He does if somebody comes in and is looking for somebody in a red shirt and you've got a red shirt on today. Right? This is where being led by the Spirit of God within you is important. God knows the plan, and God is trying to lead you to the plan. So much of the promises, so many of the promises God has made to us shouldn't take this long. God's just trying to get us to the place positioned where we can receive it, and sometimes we're fighting him along the way. If we're led by the Spirit of God within our life, we will always do the right thing because the Spirit of God on the inside of you is never wrong. We have to, though. Remember, my flesh is yelling. My mind is yelling. The Spirit of God is a still, small voice. I have to so in tune my ear and practice hearing the voice of God that all these other things can be yelling and screaming, but I'm only responding to the voice of God. That's like if you're in a room as a mom, if you're in a room with 50 kids, all of the 50 kids can be yelling, but when your child yells, you recognize that voice. doesn't matter who else is yelling. All the kids could be yelling, but you hear your kid, you know that's your kid. Why? Because you're in tune with your child's voice. Same thing when it comes with God. We can so be in tune with his voice because we're so in here and know what he sounds like that when he tells us to do something, no matter what our flesh is screaming, no matter what our soul is screaming, that we're led by the voice of the Spirit on the inside of us. God, you know, one time showed up to Elijah. Elijah's like, show me, you know, you, know, you. and God says, I want you to hide right here and I'm going to show you. And they said there was a there was an earthquake, and then there was a mighty wind, and then there was, a, some, then there was this fire. And Elijah said it was, God wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in this spectacular outward show. He was in this still, small voice, the voice within, the leading within, the prompting within, an awareness within. If you have been born again as believers in Christ Jesus, then you might call it the voice of your conscience. Sounds like the spirit of God on the inside. Um, it's kind of like this. There were a lot of things before you were a believer in Christ Jesus. There was a lot of things, a lot of places that you could go and you would have the time of your life. Parties, relationships, things you would talk about. And it used to be so fun. I mean, you loved it so much. It's what you worked all week so you could spend the weekend doing. Then you came to church or someone introduced you to Christ and you opened your, up your heart to Christ and you thought you'd go back and try that again. You went back to try all that fun stuff again and once you got there, you're like, ugh, this doesn't feel right. What is that? That's the voice of the Spirit on the inside of you. Now you're sitting in those rooms with those crazy people trying to get you to do crazy things and you're like, I really should leave. I shouldn't be here right now. What is that? That's the voice of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. You've been in conversations. You've been having conversations. Somebody brings a topic up on the inside of you. You feel like, I shouldn't be talking about this. I shouldn't be sharing this information with these people. 
What is that? It's the voice of the Spirit of God on the inside of you trying to keep you from something coming back to bite you. If we are constantly led by the voice of the Spirit of God, we will never go wrong. I cannot tell you how many times I have overridden that voice. Ah, conversations with my husband. I know he a man of God, I a woman of God. We still two people living in the same house. He has desires, ways of thinking, ways he likes things. And I have desires, ways I like things, things I like, you know, I have my own set ways. He has his own set ways. You get two people from two different worlds coming together, and then God expects y'all to get along. There's some offenses that can happen. Any y'all married people know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's a perfect opportunity to practice being led by the Spirit of God. Uh, it's the hardest opportunity to be practiced by living by the Spirit of God. There's times he says things, you know, men and women, first of all, can I tell you this, communicate way differently. Okay, and if you expect your husband to sound like you or to communicate like you, you're going to be in a fight. You're both going to be sleeping separate places every night of the week. All right? got to cut each other some slack here. You don't communicate the same way. So there's times, you know, he'll say something, and as a woman, I can take that uh, so offensively. And I remember in my, uh, my, my mind and my heart thinking, okay, I'm just going to say this or treat him like this. On the inside, Shrihan, just shut up. What is that? Yeah, the Holy Spirit told me, shut up, right? <laughs> That's rude. No, it's smart. I can't tell. You know why I'm still married 38 years later? Because spirit-led, spirit-led. Have I been perfect? Absolutely not. I've crossed those lines. I've done what I wanted, and then I'm repenting. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad, you know, because now he's... Uh, pray for me, y'all. So the word of God on the inside of you is trying to speak to you, keeping you on God's path. Colossians 3.15. It says, the peace that Christ gives is to guide you in the decisions you make. It is this peace that God has called, together, called you together in the one body and be thankful. Another version said, let the shalom, which comes from the Messiah, be your heart's decision maker. Amplified says it like this. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, okay, that's key too, be the controlling factor in your heart, deciding and settling questions that arise. The original Greek of this word means let the peace of God be the umpire. And you all know sports, you know the umpire calls things safe, calls, you know, strikes, calls things safe, calls things out. The umpire is the decision maker. Being led by the spirit of God is being led by the peace of God. Being led by the inward witness of the spirit within you. Now again, every day, I just explained to you what that feels like. And y'all were shaking your head as far back as I can see, and you're saying, yes, I know what that feels like. I have overridden that at times, that feeling like, just stop, don't go this way, turn around, walk out of this conversation, don't say that, don't text that, don't push send, push delete, X out of that, wait till tomorrow, right? We've all had that on the inside of us. You need to know that's the Spirit of God trying to communicate direction to you. 
We need to be led by the Spirit of God in everything we do. Every day, we need to practice being led by the Spirit of God. The more you yield to the Spirit of God's direction, the clearer that direction becomes. The more I override the Spirit's direction, the duller my ear will be to his direction. Well, I can live this way and live this way and this way, and I'm a believer in Christ Jesus, and it don't bother me at all. Well, maybe you've become dull of hearing. Maybe you haven't yielded to the voice of the Spirit like you should, and you've been dull of hearing. And it's not that God's not talking, it's that your ears are plugged and you're not listening. So you might just be hoping and wishing that life will change, but life won't change because you're not listening. It's a daily thing. Because I can listen today and not listen tomorrow. I can make God choices today and not make God choices tomorrow. And I can tell you I'm not perfect 100% of the time. And I'm thankful that no matter what, Jesus still has this way. God still has this way. I look back at all the decisions I've made, good and bad, and even in the bad ones, God has has this amazing ability to have these boundaries that he kind of prods you back, prods you back one decision at a time. You made a bad decision. You're going off this way. He has a way of getting you back over, getting you back over, back on the plan again. And I am so thankful for that. You know, one of the first times I really remember being led by the Spirit of God was when we felt like we were supposed to go to Bible school. Years ago, I mean, we had three young kids. I had just given birth to Drew. And uh, just really felt like, you know, God had another step for us. We didn't know exactly what that was going to look like. We didn't know exactly what that was. Where should I go to Bible school? There is nowhere in this Bible that says where I should go to Bible school. I had to, we had to depend on the Spirit of God on the inside. So what do we do? We were led by peace. Felt a prompting. I was reading a book called The Believer's Authority by Kenneth Hagin. The back of the book talked about a, a school that he had there. When I saw that, it's like there was just something on the inside that I just felt, an impression. We had been praying we had ourselves in the word. We knew what the Spirit of God sound, sound like. It wasn't just from eating pizza last night, right? You're not going to know what the voice of the Spirit sounds like unless this is on the inside of you. So that just popped out like, man, just felt a prompting to go. So now what? Well, we start taking steps in that direction. So we fly out there to check out the school, put our feet on the ground. Is there peace there? Still peace there. Yeah. Okay, we'll come back and we'll start reorganizing our finances, sell, sell our business and, and uh, give away our business, really, and make adjustments to where we can get ourselves there. Start, you know, somehow saving a little bit of money and to get ourselves there. And every, long of the, every step of the way, we'd take a step. Is there peace? There's peace. Take a step. Is there peace? There's peace. Take a step. If there's no peace, you back up. Take another step a different direction, or you wait until there is peace. It's being led by the Spirit of God. Told you all about the car we brought, bought while we were in Bible school, right? The rabbit. 
in a message one time how we only had like $700, $800 and needed a car. So we looked through the paper and there was one, $700, $800. What a great opportunity. The exact amount of money we had must be God. Drove to see it. As soon as we saw it on the inside, nope, not your car. Right? That feeling of, ugh. We reasoned it out. Ah, it's just because it's ugly. It's just because it's three different colors of white. It's just because there's a Bondo, you know, broken place on the back that looks like it's taped with duct tape. That's why. I mean, what can you get for seven, eight hundred bucks, right? We're going to go pray about it. We already felt the Spirit of God on the inside. That's not your car, but we overrode that. We bought the stinking car. Broke down before we got home. Was a money pit. We put money that we did not even have. Relative sent us money that they didn't even have to try to fix that broken. It was a God thing when we got rid of that cursed car. God had something else for us. I don't know what that was because I got the wrong thing. Thank God, though, God still had us in his plan. You know, maneuvered things, orchestrated things that, you know, we ended up getting a good car. God provided. God somehow makes up for your mistakes. This was when we, my kids started school. Should I send them to public school? Or should I homeschool? Or should I send them to private school? I had a lot of friends saying, you have to homeschool them. I think it's awesome to homeschool them. Personally, I might kill them. Y'all know how it is to homeschool now. It wasn't, we felt in our heart, I'm saying for us at that moment, for us at that moment, that's why it's individual. You have to be led by the Spirit of God for you. I can't be led by the Spirit of God for you or you'd be all doing things my way. I have to be led by the Spirit of God for me. That's why it'd be wrong of me to stand up here and try to force my opinions on you or what God has spoken to me, for me. For us, we felt we were supposed to put them in public school, and we did. But that's me. Be led by the Spirit of God. Don't be led by fear. Don't be led by your friends. Don't be led by everybody else and what everybody else is saying. You for you better be led by the Spirit of God for you. For you. That's why those of us who we feel like God has spoken things to us, even when it comes to this whole COVID thing, y'all better be careful. You guys are pointing fingers. We're pointing fingers at each other that should not be pointed. I'm being led by the Spirit of God for me. You be led by the Spirit of God for you. And I love you either way. You love me either way. Why? Because we both are being led by the Spirit of God for us. For us. And besides that, the truth of the Word says we better be walking in love with each other always. I can remember one time. This is my last, my last example. I got a whole list because I have lived a long time. A lot of examples. There was one time I was eating Taco Bell. Yeah, I eat Taco Bell. I eat in and out too. I was eating Taco Bell. What I always ordered. Picked it up, getting ready to put it, on, put it in my mouth and on the inside, right here. Put it down. Don't eat it. I'm like, this is dumb. What does it matter? Smells great, looks great. I paid for it, right? A whole 59 cents. I'm going to get my money's worth. I ate that stupid thing. 
puked my guts all night. And I still eat at Taco Bell. But listen, it's important that you're led by the Spirit of God. The peace of God rule your heart. Is this helping anybody? Yeah, yeah. Listen, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is you're facing today, let the Spirit of God be your guide. Medically, what you should do medically, the decisions you should make medically. When the doctor's giving you options, don't just take the best one. Ask the Holy Spirit what you should be doing. Yield to the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Your job, what job to take, a promotion to take. It may be, the promotion may feel like it's, seem like it's a God sent. Ask the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Dating. When you're dating, please, y'all. Just because he's cute and she's hot is not the reason. You better be led by the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Even in dieting, maybe this can help somebody, you know, those of you who've been struggling, trying to lose some COVID weight, right? Those of you maybe trying to, struggling maybe with your eating, and I just need a new eating plan. No, I just need a new exercise plan. I just need somebody to write out my diet for me. Can I tell you the Holy Spirit is concerned about your health? Yeah, the Holy Spirit wants you to live long. He's got plans for you until you're 120. God's got plans for you. Did you know the Holy Spirit can lead you as to what you eat? Have you ever been there too? Should I order the dessert or not? Well, heck yeah, I'm ordering the dessert. They have great dessert here. But on the inside, don't eat it today. If you're just led by the Spirit of God on the inside of you, the Spirit of God will help you even in your eating. And can I tell you, the Holy Spirit likes cake too, not just carrots, so you can trust him. Father, we thank you today. God, for your word that's truth. God, we thank you that you didn't just, God, create us to live life on our own, trying to struggle and just do things according to the world system. Thank you so much for the spirit of life that lives on the inside of us. Help us to have a greater recognition, a greater revelation that the spirit of life lives on the inside of us. God, help our ears be tuned, tuned in to your voice. As we put the word of God in our eyes and in our ears and it gets sewn into our heart, God, I believe that the word of the spirit of God works it and produces it, grows it, so that seed produces and dominates in every area of our life. Father, I ask for a greater awareness of the voice of your spirit, that we're led by the spirit, quick to respond that we're led by the Spirit of God in all that we do. God, we give you thanks for that ability today. God, we honor you today. We thank you today. Thank you for life today, health today, strength today, peace today. God, I believe that you're bringing health and strength to our bodies. God, I believe by the Spirit of God on the inside of us, you're bringing soundness to our minds. God, I believe by the Spirit of God, you're bringing restoration to relationships. You're giving us wisdom to communicate with our children correctly, with our parents correctly. God, that you're bringing wholeness to every part of us. God, you're giving us clarity how to run our businesses well and the decisions that we really need to make and the people we really need to hire. God, you're leading us into God job opportunities. 
that we're led by your spirit. God, that we choose to listen, to heed your voice, to be quick to follow. God, that our spirit man controls our tongue. God, that we only say the things that come from you. God, that our words bring encouragement and life. God, that you continue to direct every step, every path. We give you thanks, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I want to give those in this room, those of you online, maybe you've never had the opportunity or never taken the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ into your heart. You know, without Jesus, you have no hope. You just walk the way the world tells you to walk, the way your flesh tells you to walk, the way your soul tells you to walk. It's only with the life of Christ on the inside of you that you can make God decisions and God choices and see the sand and the stars that God wants you to see. The, man, the infinite promises, impossible situations turning around. I want to give you that opportunity to make Jesus your Lord today. If you've never received Christ and you want to today, I just want us all to pray this. And those of you who, you know, are doing it for the first time or maybe for the fifth time, tenth time, just mean it with your heart. I believe a transformation, the Bible says, happens on the inside of you. The life of Christ, the Spirit of God moves in, transforms, rearranges, make you new, starts leading you and guiding you. Let's all pray this together. Father God, thank you for the gift of your Son. I call on the name of the Lord Jesus today. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior, and today I make you my Lord. I will hear and I will obey, and I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.